Hello, everyone. Welcome to Postscript. We're so excited to be talking about season three of All Creatures Great and Small. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm Beth Capello. And I'm Christina Ziders. Now, I had already seen the first two seasons while Beth was watching with fresh eyes, so I'm ready to join you, Beth, watching with my fresh eyes. <laughs> We're super excited to talk about season three as it broadcasts week to week in the U.S. Yes, and Christina, it's going to be a whole new experience. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited, too. <laughs> And Happy New Year, everyone. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. That happened. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's 2023. <laughs> in in real life, it's 2023. Right. But, but now we're going back to 1939. Yes. Uh, and in, in the last season, we left off with World War II, like, literally looming over Skeldale House. With an airplane. Right? With an airplane. Yes. Uh, James and Helen were engaged, and Tristan finally officially passed his exams, and he's now a legit vet. He's legit. Too legit Uh, (laughs) to quit. (laughs) And it's true. He's very dedicated. Uh, Beth, what's one thing you hope to see and one thing you're maybe nervous to see this season? Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) One thing I hope to see is... The, I really like the relationship. So where's Tristan going to go? Because Maggie's married. Right. Which we were kind of hesitant about. I was like, oh, is she going to call it off? Nope. Tristan's no, just a fling for her. So where? what's he going to find? And I really, I don't want to see anybody have to go to war. I know it's looming. Yeah. There's um, going to be people that go to war. I know. But I just, I'm interested we don't know if it's, our, if it's our people or if it's the town's people. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to see. Yeah. Just yeah. have to keep on watching. <laughs> so everyone who's listening, we want to hear the same from you. So you can either email us your thoughts at ps at witf.org, or you can slide into our DMs, and that means, you know, direct message us on <laughs> Instagram at witforg or Facebook at witf.org. Yeah. Let us know who you want Mrs. H and Siegfried to end up with. Mm-hmm. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you love Tricky Woo? And the only appropriate answer is 10. I'm telling you that much. No, no, no. It's 1,500%. Uh, and what are your favorite moments and what are the moments you wonder about? <laughs> yes, we can't read read your thoughts. And Christina, are you ready to jump into this new season? Let's do it. Yay! <laughs> so season three uh, starts off the day before their wedding, well, yes. James and Helen's wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this uplifting music, music playing, so I'm like, good, they're not going dark right away. I know, thank there's goodness. a plane flying overhead, and I'm like, is it a war plane? But James stops the car, gets out, and with his goofy goober grin, is he like watching. grin. <laughs> Watching it. this plane fly overhead. Um, the guy waves at him. Oh, the, well, I, I saw yeah, him wave. Yeah, well, I didn't see it. Him. Oh, so the guy waved to him. I think him the guy too. waved okay. at him. I, I saw like, him wave. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what a weirdo. No. <laughs> but I did note that, like, I want to make pulling over to enjoy the scenery on my drives, like, a regular part of my drives because I, they keep doing it. And I'm like, it seems so nice. I mean, taking a break. If and you want, sure. Some out. people might get mad at you for that. Well, I mean, don't but, stop in know. the middle of the road. Okay, he, he there you go. Off. He pulls off. He does, yeah. <laughs> and it's also in the middle of nowhere. And there's literally nowhere, so nobody on the road. There are a lot more cars <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> so just don't pull off, you know, in the middle of traffic and stop. Right, right. Like, you know. not the highway. Take the exit. There you go. A road less traveled by. You're, you're probably good to go. And then yeah. enjoy the scenery. Okay. <laughs> I'll allow it. 
<laughs> um, we also see James' parents coming into Darabee for the wedding, and I thought it was Aww. funny. His mom is fussing that now he's too young to get married. I know. <laughs> but last season it was... She wanted grandbabies. I know. So and he'll never get married. What's the age range here? Like, what is she thinking? When, when is this supposed to happen? I know. Uh, so, yeah, make up your mind. Uh, James invites his dad to his stag night, but his mom turns it down before his dad can answer. Not surprised. (laughs) No, not surprising at all. The same dynamics are at play. Yeah. And we also see the first mention of James's dad role in in between the war and the lead up to the war, uh, as if the plane wasn't a reminder. Um, Yeah, because he was saying, like, you'd think we're already at war at the rate they're building. Like, that's what she said. And (laughs) that's what she said. Right. Um, And then he goes and says, it won't come to that, but he's happy to do his bit. He's happy to continue working. Oh, yeah. And she reminds him that, but you did that last time. Because we did. We just got out of World War I. I know. Not that long ago. Um, At Scaledale, Mrs. Hall puts Tristan in charge of making sure James doesn't party too hard. It's like like putting me in charge of it. That's real funny. I'm like, what? Uh, but but we also see that Tristan is like very focused and like working hard. Mm-hmm. He's all he's finished up his work early. Yeah. To Siegfried's surprise, he's already done the spaying. Mulligan's dog is all taken care of. Mulligan's dog is the one, if you remember from previous seasons, like vomits all the time. Mm-hmm. So that it took me a minute to be like, oh, this is the vomiting dog. Clancy. Clancy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The angry one. <laughs> the very loud because one. Because his owner's deaf. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess not angry. Just barks a lot. Yeah, he's yeah. just loud. He was not loud this episode. <laughs> they trained him up. Uh, Mrs. Hall downs some booze so that James that can't pregame. It was and like, pours Tristan, him a glass of. Milk. I know that was hilarious. Tristan pours it to drink it. Like, oh, yeah. I'm starting early. She takes it from him because he was going to give it to James too, and then yeah. she takes it from him and goes. Ugh. I'm just going to chug yeah, this so nobody can it. drink it because everybody's <laughs> going to get sloshed. <laughs> so no pre-gaming on Mrs. Hall's watch. Nope. Just it was milk. Just, just a milk. It was so wholesome. Yeah. Like, Mrs. Hall, she's looking out for him. He's she like, knows thanks. what's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Siegfried also complains about the inconvenience of the wedding and the honeymoon, even though he's the one that told James to get wet already. I know. So that was frustrating. <laughs> he's like, you told me to do this. And then he goes on and like rambles about because uh helen is there too Mm -hmm. and he goes on and says like oh you shouldn't rush into marriage and like warns against it and then he's like oh but not you two you two will be fine i'm sure i love when people do that (laughs) i do that (laughs) oh this is so annoying but not you not not you i can handle your annoying (laughs) uh james tells audrey that she's welcome to invite gerald even though it's a very small wedding and Mm -hmm. Um, I think they apologized to Siegfried for not giving him a plus one, but he says um, that it would give them the wrong impression. I know. Who's that? So how many women does he have on standby? I know, right? Uh, so they, I mean, we know Diana. I right? guess D- Dorothy might be still like, Maybe. Maybe she's him, like maybe. a slow burn in the yeah. background there. I don't know. But he has several women on yeah. standby. And we don't know about it the rest of the episode, so I guess right. more to come. He's... He's a little player. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> he's, they both, he's learned a thing or two from Tristan. <laughs> they both awkwardly just refuse to invite a guest. Uh, <laughs> and uh, James asks about the ring. And Tristan pretends that he lost the ring, mm-hmm. which we know is foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. And uh, James goes to see Helen off on the bus to go home for her last night as a single woman. Yeah. So uh, did, did you like their little exchange? Yeah, it was a cutie pie There was exchange. like this moment where... 
he said, I never thought when I saw you that we'd end up here. And she's like, yeah, you did. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> so it was love at first sight for both of them. I thought that I was really cute. I mean, I tell my husband all the time. He's been in love with me since I was 16. Right. So I was, it was like, it just took me a little longer. It was love at first sight for him yeah. and a slow burn for you. <laughs> <laughs> took me a little longer to get took around. took me a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About seven years. I don't know how long it was. <laughs> 1,000. 1,000. 1,000 years. I'm still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are evil. <laughs> oh, man. As the bus leaves, an army recruiter swoops in and tries to recruit mm-hmm. James and Tristan for the war effort. Yeah, that was interesting how, how that all came about. Yeah. And they both seem interested in it uh, because the recruiter mentions that as college grads, they would probably enter as officers and Tristan's like well it would be nice to order someone else around for a change (laughs) for once (laughs) Uh, but Siegfried intervenes and says like vets and farmers are reserved occupations and they're more important to be at home during the war effort yeah yeah and I think um, even later on Tristan says like we have like um, animals bring the food to the table Right. So I think that's part of why they are reserved and then I actually did a closer look on trying to figure out um, the reserved occupations. Okay. Not easy. Okay. I found um, a whole article, which was like a conversation between people in parliament. Okay. Very interesting. And I was not reading the whole thing. So sorry, people. <laughs> um, but there is an article uh, from BBC that said like it included railway and dock workers, miners, farmers, agricultural workers, school teachers and doctors. As like some of them, I think there's like okay. a lot longer list. Um, so more of like the essential employees to make sure the world keeps going, right. even though everybody's at war. And what I did find um, as well was that the the workplace has the right first to like refuse somebody to go. Oh, really? Yeah. So the so workplace that, could be like, no, they're too important. They have to stay. Yeah, that's what I read. So, that's how I interpreted my reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I think, like, if you're drafted, I think the workplace can say, no, they're an essential employee. Like, we need to have them. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense with farming because food is very important during war. Yes. Like, you have to feed the troops, but you also still have to feed everybody that's left behind. Yeah. And the baby boom that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> So it makes sense that there would be some people off limits, but it also mm-hmm. kind of surprises me because we know Siegfried was in the first war. Yeah. So he must have voluntarily signed up for that. Yeah. Because he could have just stayed home and been a vet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know how old he was when he was in the first war. Well, we don't know how old Siegfried know. Is. is yeah if somebody knows like you can write in and tell us <laughs> or slide into our dms because this yes. is something we were wondering about yep instagram w-i-t-f-o-r-g or facebook w-i-t-f dot o-r-g yep so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll follow james and helen into the lead up to their wedding yay yeah Support for all creatures, great and small, on Masterpiece is made possible locally by WITF members and by Pleasant View Communities, UPMC, Murray, and Argiers Marathi Neurosurgical Associates of Lancaster. And we're back, and we're going to talk about James's stag night and mm-hmm. the aftermath. <laughs> So uh, everyone, everyone keeps telling James to be steady on the ale. Mm-hmm. But Tom, 
little devil's advocate, encourages him to drink some more. His cup is empty. You need to drink some more. Uh, Maggie's still at the bar, and Tristan's yeah. clearly jealous of Arthur. Um, but he orders James a yard of ale. Which is hilarious. And then when Siegfried arrives, Tristan has him pay his tab. <laughs> I didn't realize that a yard of ale was a legitimate Literal yard, yard of, of ale. ale. Yeah, I want one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you can get them. I like breweries and stuff. Oh, yeah? I'll, yeah. They I'll bring it see. out. And, and it's, it's just like a whole glass three like foot glass. Of yeah. And then I think you drink out of the bottom of it. Oh, though. like there's you a straw? Like, well, not one person should drink a yard of ale. <laughs> oh, that was so my like plan. At a table. That was my plan. <laughs> yeah. At a table. At this one. I remember it in college. Oh, what was that restaurant called? I forget. But they did it at the restaurant. Okay. <laughs> no, I was going to drink the whole three feet of ale. By it looks at least skinny. Yeah. So there's that. You could always shotgun it. <laughs> or you could, um, not a shotgun. What's that? The, with the little, beer bong or something? Uh, the, with the, with the, the funnel and, and the tube? The, oh my gosh, I would throw so up so I'll fast. So I'll take the yard of ale and I'll pour <laughs> it in pour there. It in. And chug, just pour it in. Chug, chug, chug. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Sorry, we're going to move on from this. <laughs> Mr. Henry... A dairy farmer mm-hmm. uh, is talking to James. He fears his herd might be infected with TB, and he's worried mm-hmm. about the infected milk. Yeah. Uh, when he says I, that he doesn't want to take up any more of James's time, um, Tristan swoops in and tells him about how he lost his first son. The farmer lost his first son to TB due to infected milk from his own herd. So that's really sad. Yeah. And then Siegfried presents James with the giant yard of ale. <laughs> <laughs> And there goes James, like, yeah. do I have to do this? <laughs> and and yep. be- before we get into the fuzzy nighttime <clears throat> that we don't really know what happened, do you have any Bachelorette stories you want to share? I've been to one of many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it well, doesn't I, have to be yours, I guess. I it could be anybody's. Well, I have, I and you can change sisters. names to protect people's oh. guilt. No, I'll just okay. say. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I have three older sisters. My Bachelorette, that my one sister got um, apple martinis. And when you're the bride-to-be, you just drink whatever anybody's drinking. (laughs) So I went up to the bar, and it was like an apple martini, and then the leftover was in this other drink. So, like, they mix a martini. They pour it into the martini glass. Okay. And at this particular bar, they just poured the extra into another cup so that she could drink that to finish the drink. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's still one drink, but there was, Mm -hmm. like, some extra. And so she was like, cool, and she's standing there, and I just went up and grabbed the cup started chugging a martini <laughs> well chug apple, apple martinis are delicious though right yeah. they're like sweet and like well, i never had it before until yeah. i never had it again <laughs> it's it the only it thing i drank that night because i drink regular martinis like gin martinis and oh. i cannot imagine chugging a gin martini yeah don't so, don't do that it's not a it's dessert not a mati- martini <laughs> mm-hmm. when they're like super sweet and sugary i'm just right. like gulp, 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 gulp. yeah it tastes like dessert <laughs> it's juice i know it's just juice <laughs> People are going to think we have a drinking problem after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that led to uh, bedtime at 1030 at night. Yeah? On my bachelorette night. Oh, okay. Yeah. So early night. Mm -hmm. Probably a rough morning. Pretty rough morning. (laughs) I was like looking at my phone. I'm like looking at pictures like, oh, dear Lord, what happened? Delete, delete, delete. (laughs) What was going on? So I have like several days worth of hangovers now. So I think I'll have to plan 
my bachelorette party if I have one, which apparently I have to. You have to have a pa- yeah. It will have to be like at least two days before the wedding. Otherwise, I will not oh, be yeah. able to survive. Mine was like a month before. Oh, okay. It's That's not like fair. A, it doesn't have so to, it be, doesn't a have night have to be the anymore. night before. Okay. <laughs> no, now what I'm seeing a pattern of, because my friends are now like a lot of them got married and stuff like that. So it's like a weekend getaway. Okay. And I'm like, what is this nonsense? I had like <laughs> six hours and then. I blacked out. So like, I can't survive a whole weekend. (laughs) Not a whole weekend. Like my friend, we just went up to the Finger Lakes in New York. Oh, that sounds real upscale and fancy. It does, but it was like pretty cheap, honestly, because you go as a big group and then it's just like a bunch of wine tastings and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I remember that. I did not black out. I didn't drink that much. I was <laughs> that also was driving. like a slower one. <laughs> yeah, I, I was driving. Slower so I, pace because it's yeah. the whole weekend. Yeah. <laughs> my my, I split um, the wine flights and stuff because you do the wine tasting wine flights. I split that with somebody else who did get drunk. Uh, okay. But I did not. You I drank just, the drinks. A little sip. A little sip. They finished it off. Yep. <laughs> that was smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, enough of Bachelor. Right. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the morning after now. Uh, back at Skeldale. Tristan is very hungover. Oh, my gosh. I love it. He's sleeping on the couch again. (laughs) Yep. Jess wakes him up, and he mutters something about Maggie being a married woman now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Mrs. Hall comes in. She's like, where's James? And... He It doesn't look like he slept in his bed, apparently. No. Uh, And... Then Tristan realizes that the ring is gone. Yep. Um, So... Siegfried's uh, sitting at the table trying to prove that he's not feeling the aftermath. I know. He says, the exuberance of youth is no match for the resilience of experience. Thank I'm, you, Allie, for getting the whole quote. Yes. Uh, I love that line. <laughs> I could. I was like, I got the gist of it, but he said it so fast I couldn't catch it. But right. I got Allie, I got the uh, resilience of experience, and I was just like, mm, nope, he's feeling it. He's feeling it real hard. <laughs> Uh, but this is the journey of the ring, the missing ring, because mm-hmm. it started with Tristan, but we find out that Siegfried took it off his hands. Because he left uh, it on the table. F- for quote-unquote safekeeping. <laughs> as so, safe as you can get, Siegfried. Right. Mm-hmm. It was left in your pants <laughs> that were on the floor of the pantry. Right. Covered in mud. Covered in mud. Because you there- needed cheese. <laughs> You needed some cheddar. And she you got to take off your pants so you to had eat to the take cheese. Off pants to eat the cheese in <laughs> the pantry. <laughs> so yeah, there's pants in the pantry. Uh, there's a rodent in the kitchen. The rat cage is oh, sitting that's there. Right. I still don't and know like, how they nobody, got that. Nobody. They have this rat just showed up. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I remember that." And she, and she's really? like, "Do you?" She's he's like, like no. "No, no, I don't." So it was a wild night. <laughs> And again, Mrs. Hall is the only one that seems to care about the fact that James is missing. James was not in his bed and it didn't look sleeped in. She like slams her and hands down. Where is James? James? And Siegfried and Tristan both realize and Siegfried mm-hmm. hurriedly like sends Tristan off in the rover. Take, Take the, the rover. rover. It'll be, be faster. Fa- yep. So <laughs> good morning. James <laughs> is sleeping in the hay at Mr. Henry's barn. <laughs> His face when he wakes up, he's so good at acting. Like he's his like, face where when he wakes am up, I? definitely had that experience. <laughs> I'm just like, I remember that. Oh no, <laughs> something happened. Like, what happened? Why am, am I here? I? Let me start re like, what happened last night? Do Here's I remember the anything? Do I re- what what happened? And then when people tell you, you're like, oh, oh no, that's a, that's fun. 
So I've never actually gotten to that point because once I feel like I can't uh, walk in a straight line, my anxiety kicks in and uh, I'm just like, nope, I can't control my body anymore. I got to stop. And then I drink, to, I, I switch to soda or water. So, well, for your bachelorette, we'll do one drink. Water. And then water. And then yes. one drink. And then water. Like responsible people. <laughs> because that is, that is the, the right way right. to do it. <laughs> But once again, we're miles away on wedding day, just like the first wedding Mm -hmm. that got canceled. Uh, But it's a beautiful view, so we'll take it. It is. I was really appreciative (laughs) of that. (laughs) Um, Mr. Henry fills him in. He says that James wanted drunkenly wanted to get started first thing in the morning, testing the cows with TB. And when Tristan arrives at the farm to bring him back, he says, James, you're getting married in two hours time. And James just refuses to leave. He says he has to test the cows first. Yeah. He's so do his job. So like. Mrs. Hall kind of shares her theory that Siegfried guilt-tripped him into mm-hmm. doing this because he was guilting him about going away for so long. Um, and Tristan thinks that maybe he has cold feet. So what do you – like, I think it's just James being James, personally. I think it's just James being James. I guess, like, Siegfried saying, you're going to be away. I have to deal with everything. And then I have Tristan. But Tristan's stepping up to the plate, so right, that's good. Right, right. But, I mean, I guess that's probably part of it. And James is like, I just have to get this done right. to help everyone out. And it's because my I'm duty. Because le- I'm leaving I'm on- for a week. Yeah. yeah. He, like, Mr. Henry came to James. He didn't go that's to Siegfried in the pub. That's true. So he he's like, I need to talking. do this and clean up. I mean, that's what I did. I oh, I always have to, like, finish up something before I go and, like, leave behind do you know what i mean oh yeah like, i get that like, like when i go away for a oh, weekend going on or a vacation day. so let me squeeze everything into this week and everything. just hate everything about oh, my life and the whole house <laughs> is clean so that when i come home it's all nice and clean and nothing went wrong oh that's nice that's yeah. a good thing i always come home to chaos that part of it is chaos <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyways james assures tristan that there are no second thoughts but he's worried about the tb and how it could spread to the rest of the herd so he has to do this yeah. tb testing yeah. So I actually did a closer look on TV. Okay. I was very interested in it. Um, well, because it's <clears throat> a whole theme. And yeah. I, I feel like it's going to come up more. But um, I a closer look on some information in the background of TV. Um, all, it says, like, although – so it mainly, like, affects the lungs and the bacteria that causes tuberculosis – are spread from person to person through tiny droplets released into the air, like coughs, sneezes, singing, laughing. Mm, Respiratory illness. Mm -hmm. Yep. We know all about that. Oh, yes, we do in 2023. (laughs) Um, Although your body can harbor, like, the bacteria that causes it, your immune system can usually, like, prevent you from becoming sick. Okay. So there's two different kinds of, like, doctors came up with two different kinds. It's called latent TB. Okay. It means you have, like, the infection, but the bacteria is inactive, causes no symptoms. Um, so kind of, like, inactive, and it's not contagious. But active TB is um, when you are sick and, in most cases, can spread it to others. And it can occur weeks or years after infection with the bacteria. Mm. Okay. It's like a sneaky virus. That's sneaky bacteria. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Some symptoms are coughing for three or more weeks, coughing up blood or mucus, mm. chest pain, Pain with breathing or coughing, unintentional weight loss, fatigue, fever, night sweats, chills, and loss of appetite. And I also looked up, yeah. and I got into it, okay? I could have spent like three hours reading this like super long research written article, <laughs> okay? And it was, I have the website, and it's ncbi.nlm.com. 
That's like, that is a literal study. Yes. Yeah. Literally a study. (laughs) So I pulled out three things that I thought were pretty interesting. So um, TB is largely preventable, treatable, and even curable since the 1950s. Okay. Yet even thousands of years after it ravaged like ancient cultures, three people die of TB every minute. Really? Yep. So 1.5 million in 2014. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot more people than I would have thought. Yeah. I was like, what? And it continues to thrive even though like it only multiplies and propagates inside a host. So okay. it like still continues. I don't know. So it must be in places that don't have regular, easy access to medical care. No, I think that's just all over just the world. Just in general. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of people. <laughs> in 1992, Hardy and Watson. Now, I don't know who they are. This was in the article. I just, I'm just reading from the article. <laughs> noted that milk pasteurization was not widespread in the UK until the 1930s. And it reached approximately 50% of the population by 1939, where we're at, oh, Okay. while raw milk was still supplied from non-attested herds in 1960. So oh, wow. the pasteurization of milk is what helped to kind of stop that infection spread because it passes through raw milk. Okay. Yeah. So you're still at risk today if you drink raw milk. Literally why I only drink pasteurized yeah. <laughs> milk. <laughs> like, I don't, need, I don't need any of those de- I don't need any of those preventable diseases. Thank you. Yeah. My third fact is on, like, it just goes a little bit more with um, how it can be infected through, like, inhalation, oral infection also occurs. Um, disease proge- progression is protracted, taking months or years to kill and infect an animal. Oh, wow. Okay. So they have a lot of time to, like, pass it on. Yeah. So transmission occurs before clinical signs, like, manifest. And symptoms okay. when evident... Um, they include, like, the weight loss, loss of appetite, the same thing in, like, animals. Right. So that's why he's testing all of his cows yeah, preemptively. Lymph nodes. Yeah. So yeah. I did try to—this is where I went down the rabbit hole of it because I was trying to figure out how they tested back then versus how they test now. Okay. So have you ever gotten a TB test done? Yeah. It's like a little prick, right? Yeah. So they— Skin prick. <clears throat> yeah. So they do that, and um, and then if you're— if you have a reaction to it, like a little bump will come up and okay. you have it. Yeah, they if like it feel. Yeah, and then two days later you go back and check. And then mm-hmm. I guess the nurse, pretty much Knows. nurse practitioner, goes and checks to see if you have TB or not. Yeah. And you have to have it because it was it was really effective in children. Okay. So it was like really killing well, I remember kids because getting of, it as a, a child, getting TB tested. Okay. Yeah. I got tested as a teacher and in an okay. education. So whenever you have to work with kids— you have to have that. Yeah. Tested. I had to get tested in college, too, because somebody that yeah. I had a class with or no, they were in the classroom that I had a class in had TB. So oh. I had to go in college and get TB tested. Yeah. Just yeah. I guess it was just, active. I, yeah. It was probably the active TB, not yeah. latent. Not latent because they wouldn't have known about it otherwise. Exactly. <laughs> so that's probably why, because it does pass through. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you didn't get it. Yeah, I was fine. At the time, anyway. Maybe I have latent TB now. I'm kind of paranoid. I'm going to try not to think about it too much. (laughs) You're probably good. Don't worry about it. But anyway, that was my uh, little closer look into TB and TB testing. That was informative. I had no idea it was still so active today. I didn't know either. So, yeah. Um, So let's go back to where we're we're at with testing of the cows. We're testing the cows. There are... At least 76 cows, possibly up to 78. We're not sure on the number for sure. And we're not going to go back and do the math. But while they're gathering the cows, James and Tristan discuss the war efforts a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Henry's son, Wilfred, has signed up. He's going to go to training and be involved in the war. 
And we find out from Mr. Henry that there's nothing stopping the younger lads if that's what they want to do and that he's proud of his son for standing up. And, and uh, Sorry, that was interesting because it goes back to the um, reserved. The reserved, oh, the reserved um, <clears throat> occupations. Yes, thank yeah. you. I was like, occupations? That's wrong. Both of us were like, what's that word? Yeah, <laughs> thank you for having it. Um, but the reserved occupa- uh, occupations, I guess it is just for older Older people in those um, roles. Yeah. I mean, so I guess if they want to step up, they can. It sounds like it's optional. Yeah. So if you're young and you want to go to war, you can. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can say, no, nah, I'm going to stay back and be a vet. Yeah. Uh, so, and this is what we get to see for the first time. We really get to see James and Tristan and like where their heads are mm-hmm. with this recruitment. Um, James says, well, Wilfred was able to volunteer. Maybe we could, too. And Tristan's just not feeling it. He says we can protect more people by preventing TB spread. Yeah. And, you know, that's true. I mean, based on the numbers we just saw. Right, right. So, I mean, it is a legitimately important job and the food supply. You need to keep the food supply up because you got to feed everybody. So, um, but Tristan says, it's a shame for the women in the world, though. I mean, I would look good in a uniform. (laughs) And let's face it, Tristan would look real good in a uniform. He would. (laughs) Uh, We find out that um, all of the cows are clean, but there's one more to go. And she wandered off. Yeah. And just as James and Tristan are about to head back because, you know, they have to get to a wedding. Yeah. uh, Mr. Henry's son comes back screaming. The cow did something to her leg. And we find out the cow broke its leg. Mm -hmm. She's in a lot of pain and there's really nothing they can do about it. And James tries to say that much. But the farmer's son is, like, distraught and accuses James of not doing enough to save the cow. And yeah. James goes, well, we could try a splint. It might give the bone a chance to heal. And like, you he see knows James's, it's a long shot. Yeah, but you see James's face. Like, like he's he like, feels responsible for it. Yeah, and, like, a little bit of a desperation. Like, oh, yeah. I guess we could do we this. We could do this. But... And, I mean, you could. Yeah. Um, so I they... felt like that was a good writing, though, and great acting because well, Wilfred yeah. could be referring to the war. Because he's going to step up and go to the oh, war. He's doing more doing than James and Tristan oh, are that's doing. that's a good catch. Yeah, Ooh, that's how I perceived that. <laughs> that was really good writing. And then James is like, well, yeah, I guess I could do more. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, well, I could. And then, you know, yeah. Right. And at this point, James is he's going to put this splint on. And he says, we'll go straight to the church after. Helen will just have to take me as I am. Which I'm pretty sure she would. Yeah, anyway. She would. <laughs> she's like, yep, you're right. That's why That's why we're marrying you. <laughs> uh, we're getting so close to the deadline for the wedding that Siegfried shows up at the farm and tries to get James to go to his wedding. It's well, because Tristan, wedding. when Tristan showed up, it was two hours. Oh, right. Yes. I think it was two, two hours, hours till the wedding. Yep. And how long does it take to get there? And they had to test all of those cows. The very <laughs> I know. Far. Yes. So Siegfried's there. He's like, there's nothing more you can do for this cow. It has to be put down. Mm-hmm. There's some things more important and you're getting married today. And he sends James off. James is like ready he to was put gonna the do cow it. down. He was going to do it and, himself. Yeah. And Siegfried was just like, you shouldn't have to do that. Not, uh, not yeah. today. So Tristan gets put in charge of it. But we see him kind of fumbling with the gun. The farmer's son points out that the safety's still on, and he just can't do it. He just doesn't want to. Because I don't blame him. He, it's well, not easy. Yeah, and he's he's just not a fighter. Like, Tristan wants to help people. He wants to heal animals. He yeah. wants to do that. So the farmer's son says, well, if you can't do it, give it to me, and I'll take care of it. And the farmer's son takes care of it. Yeah. And it was sad. Uh, Tristan flinches. and But now we're on our way to the wedding. 
And on top of gathering the groom, Siegfried <laughs> also brought James a suit and the ring, but the ring is inside Clancy. <laughs> More on that a little bit later. <laughs> but Clancy s- swallowed the box because it was left on the table. And like we know, Clancy eats everything inside. Everything. The bacon, the eggs, oh. the sausage. And look, a ring box. Right. I think I'll eat that too. Um, in, in something that's kind of out of character for Siegfried, he kind of gabbles a little bit. He does. He says, you know, without any prompting, you know, I didn't sleep the night before my wedding. And James like, is like, did you ever wonder what kind of husband you might be? Mm-hmm. And like, what if I'm needed elsewhere? And this is when Siegfried's like, no, you're not going to war. Yeah. Um, but James says... Wilfred signed up, and Siegfried just shuts it down. He's He said, you're too important to the Dales and to the practice, so mm-hmm. you're staying. End of story. <laughs> like, you're not allowed to go, and I'm not going to let it ha- right. let you go. And I think a lot of it has to do with Siegfried having gone to war. I don't mm-hmm. think he wants anyone to have to experience that. Yeah, I agree So I think you. he's being a protective father figure. Oh, since, yeah. And, I mean, James is— a, a little bit younger than him, and he's under his wing, so. I just got married. Or, well, he's getting married. He's getting married. <laughs> yeah. Also, you're, you're just starting your yeah. life. Like, don't do this to yourself. Um, at the church, James's mom and dad and the priest are sitting ready for James to arrive. He's not there yet. And the tradition is to have the groom arrive before the bride. And suddenly James arrives. And thank goodness. But he's in his wellies from the farm. His parents <laughs> are horrified, especially his mom. But dad's there, and yeah. they swap shoes. Nice. That's a solid move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we see Mrs. Hall come in with Tricky Woo, Siegfried, Tricky. and Tristan. They all fall into place. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're going to take a really quick break, and then we'll rewind and check in with Helen uh, and what happened after she returned home after leaving James on the bus. Support for all creatures, great and small, on Masterpiece is made possible locally by WITF members and by Pleasant View Communities, UPMC, Murray, and Argiers Marathi Neurosurgical Associates of Lancaster. Welcome back, Christina. Let's start talking about Helen and her pre-wedding mood. And, pre-wedding mood. And how she goes about her day and it, how I felt very similar to her in this It is moment. a whole mood, and I feel very much like I understand Helen. Yeah. Uh, so Helen, she, we saw her depart on the bus. When she gets home, Mr. Mm-hmm. Alderson's heading into town for James's stag night, which is funny because now Mr. Alderson's there, but his own dad, James's dad, isn't there because his mom nixed it. That's just, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we see the sisters kind of having a very sisterly chat. Jenny asks for Helen's room. 100% have like, done that. Immediately. <laughs> I have done that with my sisters. Yeah. I'm going to take your room. Is that okay? Sure. It's you haven't moved out yet. You're not moving out for three months, but I'll take it. But when it, <laughs> when it comes available, dibs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how it happens. <laughs> Helen tries to pretend that, like, nothing's going to change. She's going to yeah. be back every day to help at the farm, so nothing's going to change. I love that you say she is trying to pretend yes. that nothing's going to change. Like, you're getting married. You're not going to live yeah, there it's, anymore. It's going to change. Yeah, you have to it's take a bus like she's to get trying there every day. to pretend for her sister, like, that. It's not this big uh, transition, but, like, her sister knows. She knows. Jenny's with it. She asked for the room. She's a very uh, (laughs) – yeah, I know, She wants her room. She knows. She wants the bigger room. She is an intelligent child. under control. 
Yep. But there's like a really sweet sister moment. And I watched this during the free screening that we hosted. Yeah. And I was trying not to cry the whole time because I was surrounded <laughs> by people and I don't cry in public. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really sweet, though. Uh, yeah, it was. And the morning of the wedding, Helen's. we see Helen putting wood in the oven. She looks around. She looks a little sad. Mm-hmm. She has breakfast ready for her dad. And he's like, why are you making me breakfast on your last <laughs> night here? And she, she jumped in before Jenny had the chance to because it's her last night at home. And mm-hmm. she goes off to, like, work the farm. And her dad tries tries to tell her to sit down in, in true Helen fashion. She doesn't listen. Nope. She's like, I'd rather stay busy. Not happening. And Mr. Alderson goes, hmm. <laughs> and then Jenny also goes, hmm. I know. <laughs> it was really cute. They're both very interested in, like, like, what Helen is doing. And I, her behavior is very odd. Yeah. Helen's keeping busy because she likes to be busy. And, like, they think it's pre-wedding jitters. Yeah. Um, Jenny's suspicious. Mr. Alderson is hiding behind a wall on the farm. All... <laughs> He's hiding from his daughter. It's like, no, the, the, very, the very stones funny. have to be replaced. That's why I'm here. Yeah, and she's oh, like, no, uh-huh. the stones. Um, but they're both anticipating another runaway Helen because <laughs> because she has a history. <laughs> she's Literally. like, I pulled off one wedding. <laughs> Like, a little over a year ago you did this. Right. It wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. But she said, I'd just rather keep myself busy. And um, she she's like, I, I have a lot on my mind. Like, what about the chickens? And I know. Everything. What about the and, chickens and the cows? And like, the chickens are fine. And she's like, I, I wonder about what married life is going to be like. <laughs> and he says, well, your dreams ain't bad. And Jenny goes, Dad. Like, All right, on, then. <laughs> He's good. No father could wish for more for his daughter. But I'm telling you, I'm not going through all that bloody nonsense again. <laughs> I'm just not. This is like the most speaking that we've ever seen Mr. Alderson do. I know. And like, I really, really love it. And I hope that they flesh out his character a little bit because I love yeah. him. I have loved him from the start. This man of few words who just lets his daughter make decisions. Mm-hmm perfection like chef's kiss i love it i wish i like filmed you saying perfection (laughs) but he realizes because she winks at jenny and then jenny smiles he goes oh you're having me on she's having me on Mm -hmm. very funny uh (laughs) so helen goes off to finish with uh, I don't know. I thought it was the pigs or something. The pigs, and, yeah. She went to get uh, when we, pigs on her wedding day. When we see her again, she's with Audrey, and Audrey's doing her hair for the wedding for yeah. the second time, they say. Yes. Like, they keep hammering so that sweet. home. Yeah. Uh, and we find out our suspicions were correct. Hugh wanted the big wedding. Of course. Um, Audrey kind of sticks up for him and says, well, I suspect he felt obligated because mm-hmm. he's, you know, rich and fancy. And uh, Helen said she wanted it to be just her parents and Jenny. And then she goes, well, my dad and Jenny. And we find out probably the reason she's looking around so wistfully is that she's remembering her mom. Yeah. She wishes her mom was there. And Audrey kind of, you know, says your mom is here and like everything that you've built. And she wouldn't want you looking back. She would want you to make your own mark on the world. So it was a really touching moment. Audrey is, like, this beautiful mother figure for Mm -hmm. so many people. Like, she's just perfect. (laughs) Um, And then Helen remembers a funny moment where her and her sister were fighting. And her mom splashed soup all over herself when she, like, slammed a pot on the table. And she had, like, leaks and (laughs) goo just dripping from her. And they all ended up laughing about it. 
And Helen segues and asks Audrey if she was nervous on her wedding day. And Audrey says, I had no doubts when I married my husband. Mm -hmm. And she blames the war, obviously, for changing who he was. Yes. And she goes, do you have doubts about James? And Helen says, no, no doubts at all. And so I think this is really sweet. And we get to kind of see this relationship between Audrey and Helen. Yeah. Um, Do you think Helen asked about Audrey's husband because of the war looming and the war changing him so much? Maybe. Or some clarification of, hey... Am I, 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 I'm, I'm like, I'm certain about I want to marry James. Right. Like, I did not want to marry Hugh. She knew that. Right. She knew that a while before. She knew that when they got engaged, she didn't want to marry Hugh. Right. But. She felt obligated to do it because he owned the land that their farm was on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but yeah, I like, like, I, I like the way their relationship's growing and, um, the way um, Andre is kind of a mother figure. And, I mean, I do that with my mom. I, I ask her things like that. Like, well, what were your thoughts when you had this particular situation going yeah, on? Like, you've experienced this. A wise yeah. one, tell me, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> I've done that with my mom and my dad. But, you know, my mom's the wiser one of the two. Sorry, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, everything's good. Um Helen is comfortable, and she asks Audrey to go get Jenny. And when Helen goes outside, we, she, we see that she's wearing boots mm-hmm. under her wedding dress because know, she has like, to travel through all that muck. She's <laughs> walking down. Like, the car goes over the bridge. It fits. Right, so why right. wouldn't they go and pick her up? I thought but... at first, like, oh, it's probably just muddy. But then in the wider shot, it's like a paved it's a stone it's a bridge. Paved. <laughs> path up to the house so i'm like yeah legit that's weird but i was hoping that she was wearing boots at the wedding as well and you pointed out that she was wearing heels so i was sad that she changed out of her boots because i love it and i might wear boots under my wedding dress so many people do people do it looks so comfortable i wore a lot of people wear converse too i wore um little slipper things i had like mm-hmm. heels for the ceremony and then i was like i'm not dancing <laughs> this these. is awful yeah most people just take them off yeah and then i, was like, they I have just want slippers dirty, dirty feet by the end of the night <laughs> yeah i just wanted slippers <laughs> so helen comes out she's wearing her dress she looks beautiful gorgeous and that dress. uh she's riding into town thankfully she's at least not riding the bike with jenny uh and jenny scruff. is taking scruff into town with so the bike funny. and tricky woo is getting a ride with the rest of the aldersons and yeah and now we're, now we're going to the chapel and we're going to get married. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't even have joined in. I have my dad singing skills. No! <laughs> it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. So before we get into the wedding, well, let's let's actually just say before she walks into the church, there was this really lovely moment where her dad and her just have a I lovely know. little no words exchange that was beautiful yeah you like kissed her hand and then she like are yeah. you ready yeah like, we can turn around if you want <laughs> you can change your mind the again moment. He's okay he's yeah. not bad <laughs> exactly um, it was really cute yeah it was really cute but we're gonna just re- step back a little bit and follow this ring this ring has had a journey <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> has it ever and uh, it starts at the table when Tristan is uh, pretending like he lost the ring and Helen threatens him. Within an inch of his life. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, he is in big trouble if he loses this ring. Yeah. And he thinks, no big deal. I got this. And then they have but, the bachelor night. Right. 
And Siegfried takes the box during the bachelor, yep. the stag night, because he doesn't trust that Tristan will keep it safe at the bachelor party. So it's in his pants. It's in his pants in that the he pantry. took off in the pantry. Mrs. H takes it. <laughs> Mrs. Hoff <laughs> finds the box from his muddy trousers. And she leaves it on the countertop. Well, they end up leaving it on the countertop. And yeah. that is when Clancy eats it. Mm-hmm. And now the ring is in Clancy. That drove to <laughs> with Siegfried and he was in the back of the car. Right. He was in the back of the car. This Like everywhere Siegfried went, yep. Clancy went too because he was trying uh, to get Clancy to throw up many, many times. He gives like... Three, three or four different remedies yes. to like induce you vomiting. Say mustard, interesting. Yeah, I um, always heard <laughs> you can do like hydrogen peroxide. Do not do that. It's not very like it's not the safest thing. Oh, it's not safe because <clears throat> I mean, I've heard can, that too. It's probably I, a certain dilution. Yes, and yeah. it's you're not really like go to the vet if anything. Like go right. see like, a vet. Give give me something to make this yeah, dog vomit. But online says like if they do it, something immediately and it's dangerous, yeah. you can do that. Oh, okay. That's Google. (laughs) That's Google. And take it with a grain of salt. Can't always trust Google. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so Clancy has it in his belly and he's in the car. Clancy has it in his belly and he's in the car. He will not vomit. This dog has a history of vomiting and he will not vomit. So he's coming along in the car ride because he has to vomit eventually. It's his, it's his thing. It's his hobby. Uh, <laughs> and as Siegfried and James arrive at the church together, Clancy finally vomits in the backseat. And Siegfried's like, perfect timing. <laughs> Amazing. He's so yes. happy about this dog vomiting. And I'm pretty sure James is probably like, what the heck is going on? Yep. I got to get inside. Goodbye. Um, Siegfried throws <laughs> the box at Tristan when right. he sees Tristan. And he's like, there you go. And Siegfried tries to blame Tristan for Clancy eating the ring, but the ring box is empty. I know. So this whole time, this ring. (laughs) And Tristan goes and says, like, Helen's right behind us. She's going to hurt me. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. She's going to hurt me. I know. (laughs) And she is. She will definitely hurt him. Yeah. So anyways, we're at the ceremony. Uh, Helen walks in. The priest or pastor asks for the ring. And because uh, <laughs> they said their vows, but hold on, I noticed Jenny isn't standing next to oh yeah Helen, no, but Tristan's the... standing next to James, oh. and I like w- the way it looks is like Jenny's holding flowers, she holds she, like Helen flowers, be she should be like a maid, maid of, of honor. honor figure, yeah, and Tristan's standing up next to him with the rings. But, I just like, had a moment there. where I'm like Tristan is his brother, and I'm just like no. Tristan's not his brother. Like, yeah. They just feel so much like brother. Yeah, he is the best man, or in Siegfried's words, man. the worst man. <laughs> so I assume Jenny yeah. would be the maid of honor, which I, she should be standing up. I wonder her, if there's but. something about age, like traditionally, like whether it had to be a grown person standing up with the bride. I, I don't have know. No idea. I don't know. We should have done it. Maybe we'll take a deeper look at that sometime. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the, the pastor or priest asks for the ring and James asks for the ring and Tristan kind of gabbles for time. He's like, but how do we feel about <laughs> tradition and this modern kind of like trails off? <laughs> oh, and, Tristan. But you know what? James is like, no worries. I have the ring. And then he pats his pocket and goes, oh, I my don't other have jacket. It. Yep. <laughs> I don't have it. So Siegfried presents an alternative and they get married with a piece of twine, mm-hmm. which, which is- uh, Mrs. Hall was apparently 
whittling together as she sat in the booth. Yeah, you could see like her she hands was fidgeting. fidgeting around yeah. in her purse. So she it's actually Mrs. Hall that should get credit for this, but Siegfried presents the twine. As always. And they get married with a piece of twine and it's it's perfect. That was so cute. It was so adorable. And um, James, in typical James fashion, recites his vows with no prompts. He memorized it all mm-hmm. because he's a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and then we we see Helen do the exact same thing. And she says, well, I couldn't have you show me up. Oh, no. So she's also a nerd. Yes, I love it. And as the pastor is getting ready to say, you may now kiss the bride, they just dive into each yep. other. They can't. They oh, can't. so cute. <laughs> it was so cute. It was adorable. So uh, that brings up, like, did you have anything about your wedding, any traditions that you really liked or, like, things you did differently? Um, I, I got married in the same church my parents got married in. Aww. And so I really wanted that. I mean, the roof That's blew sweet. off in the middle of, you know, their wedding to my wedding. But oh, okay. so some things roof. were changed and updated. <laughs> they had a new roof. But it was it was the same uh, venue. And my sister got married there, too. Oh. One, of my, one of my sisters. Yeah. That's nice. So I like that tradition. I wanted I wanted that. You wanted very, that. Okay. Yes. I wanted the traditional church being in a church thing. I mean, now oh. it's a lot cheaper to go to a park. Great. That's interesting. But um it was it was really <laughs> nice to be in a church. And then we had it the hall rented out down just down the road, like a reception hall. Oh, that's nice. Where actually my junior prom was. <laughs> but that was renovated since my junior prom to so my wedding day. During your junior prom, your husband had the hots for you, but you weren't with him, right? No. How yeah, did he, he likes me in sophomore <laughs> year. Oh, I had a boyfriend all throughout high school. <laughs> so he reclaimed that hall when he married you. I guess it's so. It's his yeah. hall now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell him that. Casey's going to be like, what? <laughs> it's your hall now. He's going to be like, yep. Exactly. So that's really interesting because I always assumed that my parents would want, well, specifically my dad would want me to get married in a church. Okay. Uh, But years ago, like years and years before it was even like a remote possibility, I had no boyfriend. He's like, you know, I never really expected you to get married in a church. I'm like, what? Really? And so I'm like, oh, this opens up so many possibilities. (laughs) (laughs) Now that he doesn't really mind. Right. So my sister actually got married outside. Um, They did a self-uniting ceremony and then had uh, my aunt's dad perform the the, Mm -hmm. the ceremony for show. Um, But like. Matt and I don't really want a big wedding. Well, he spe- especially does not want a big wedding. Yeah. So I think we're probably just going to do like a courthouse thing or. That'd be fun. You can uh, go to the mention, Capitol People have building. mentioned the Capitol building. Yeah, we were talking to a colleague about that the other day. And I, I was like, yeah, I thought about that. You have to bring your own officiant, which I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. But I was like, that would be really pretty, too. And it could still oh, be yeah. really small. So, uh, yeah, I'm also not going to take his name when I get married. It's too much paperwork and it's stupid. (laughs) I was born with this name. I will die with this name. (laughs) Um, From my experience, it is a pain in the butt. Right. And then you have to change, like, you have to go to the Social Security office. Uh Yeah. Which is a pain in the butt. I helped a friend do her name change. It's it's so frustrating. Don't do it. it. Don't do I'm it. Just not, I'm too lazy for he it. He can change his name if he wants. It's a pain in the butt. Because no, you have to do that. Then you have to change your names. driver's <laughs> license. But in order to change your driver's license now, you have to have proof of your new name outside of the marriage certificate. Oh. Makes like So you it have like no to sense. go to Social Security, the Social Security office mm-hmm. and get that done. And then you have proof to change your license. I mean, yeah, well, your you need, I think you need more proof. I don't know if that I just, just didn't do it in enough time or what. That it took sounds me just way too much. And yeah. I'm not bothering with it. Well, I changed, my ma- it. I changed my maiden name is now my middle name. Okay. And then so you did I an took, extra step. But yeah. I mean, it would all be the same 
process, though. I would no, assume. It was a pain in the butt. Oh, I needed more. a lot of documents. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, moving on. Let's moving get on. back to uh, We're gonna the go wedding to the post-wedding the wedding glow. Yeah. Uh, Jenny and Tristan are working together to get the car ready. Uh, so it's almost like the siblings are working together to get the car ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was With really With a sign funny. on the back that says, just married. They have mm-hmm. the wedding cans tied onto the car. Um, yeah. And James's mom seems to have come around. She hugs Helen. That was really sweet. Uh, Siegfried reminds James that he just got the tires done. <laughs> and, shouldn't get off the road. And Tristan's like, lay off him. Yeah. Uh, Helen tosses the bouquet and Tristan catches it and tries to <laughs> hand it off to Audrey. But she's like, no, that's all you. And as um, as they're leaving, Siegfried asks Tristan about how he put down the like is he feeling okay he had to put down this cow and Tristan doesn't own up to it he's just like well it had to be done you know yeah and Tristan even says like you know about James James doesn't give up his sense of duty will be the death of him one of these days yeah and I was I like are they foreshadowing because I don't yeah, like this. I don't like it I don't like it at all Siegfried also looks worried mm-hmm and uh, yeah, it's it's not a good feeling. Like, what are they trying to do like, to us? What, this what is, is not happening. okay. <laughs> and then we see uh, them driving away, and Helen asks if there was any last minute drama leading up to the wedding. But James also doesn't fess up to the fact <laughs> that he tested seventy six to seventy seven cows yes. before for TB before he goes, and. Um, or any of his like thoughts about possibly enlisting. Mm-hmm. Helen tells him to stop the car. Another. We're stopping the car. Yes. We're going to enjoy this moment. Uh, they both get out, and Helen says, this is the furthest I've ever been from home. Oh, so sweet. And they kiss, and I love it, love it, love it, and mm-hmm. it's so beautiful, and I'm also just trying not to cry once again. <laughs> and when they get back to Yorkshire a week later, after their honeymoon, uh, James sees Wilfred leaving for military training, uh, and Helen's walking towards the house, but the recruitment officer is already, like, he's locked eyes on James. He's like, that one is mine. Yeah. But Helen, real smooth, like, says, oh, look. Come over here and look, look at, at this. Look at this sign. She did that on so, purpose. Like, get yeah. away from my husband. <laughs> James's name is on the outside of Skeldale House now. Yay! That was yeah. so cool to see that. And as James goes into Skeldale House, Helen looks back at the officer and she's like, do not touch my man with her mm-hmm. eyes. Like, she's yes. like, nope, this one's mine and you're not taking him. I just got him. Yep. <laughs> uh, once inside, Mrs. Hall tells um, tells James about becoming partner before Siegfried gets a chance to. It's and not Siegfried, the first time she's done not. that. <laughs> this is the second time that she jumps the gun. She's just so excited to tell him. Yeah. Um, and... Do you think Siegfried's trying to stop James from going away? For to war? To war, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah, think I don't so think too. I think this was go. a calculated choice. Oh yeah, definitely. He definitely does not want him to go. That's why his name's on the on the <laughs> Nope, your pa- your partner now. You can't leave me. Exactly. So um, then Tristan comes downstairs. Right. And, and wants then, to go to the drovers and Helen's like, Nope, we're going upstairs. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I I'd like we'd like to settle in. Uh, and AKA, they go get freaky in yeah, the sheets. <laughs> and they just like this lo- young love. They can't get enough of each other. They're all over each other. And they crash down on the bed and the bed crashes down with them. It's hilarious. And they laugh and it's sweet. Uh, but in the middle of all this passion, the phone is ringing mm-hmm. and no one's answering the phone because they're all not. rude butts. Yeah. They're all rude. And so James stops and he picks up the phone and he answers the phone. Derby. <laughs> and we leave the episode with this lovely 
scenery, the oh. lovely dales, and yeah, Yorkshire's yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful. beautiful. It is. So it's 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 it ends on an uplifting note as well. But mm-hmm. that war, it's still looming over. It us. is, looming. and I'm nervous about it. I will not lie. I'm a little bit nervous about where it's going. Yeah, yeah. So how are you feeling? Feeling good going into the next episode? You think we're gonna? have a little more lightheartedness at least for a while i hope so I tristan's hope so. still around where we yeah. good he'll yeah, always yeah, bring true. it <laughs> he'll always bring that lightheartedness well thanks for listening to postscripts from witf this is going to be an epic season we can't wait to watch along with you and talk about all the things all creatures great and small week to week that's right and we want to know how you're feeling along the way Email us your thoughts at ps at witf.org or engage with us on Instagram at witf.org and Facebook at witf.org. Postscript was produced by Ali Amaros for WITF. I'm Christina Ziders. And I'm Beth Capello. We'll catch you next time for episode two. Bye. We'd like to thank Pleasant View Communities, UPMC, Murray, Argiers Marathi Neurosurgical Associates of Lancaster, and WITF members for supporting all creatures great and small on WITF. Thank you.